This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. On pain.tv. Welcome back to the Dustin Gold Standard, folks. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to pain.tv slash gold. All right, folks. So what do you think about that, all the folks on Santa's naughty list? Just a wide-ranging group of people that want to give you free money, ladies and gentlemen. It's because they love you. I know Bill Gates does. And Kanye and Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, Peter Thiel, all these folks, they just love us. They just love us, ladies and gentlemen. Jeff Bezos, he wants to give you universal basic income. How about just give me uh, 50% off on Amazon at all times? How about that? Just give me uh, a free... A thousand dollar a month Amazon gift card. If he wants to take care of us, he can start right there, ladies and gentlemen. He can start right there. All right, let's take a look at this. This is the Guardian.com. And this article is it's six years old, folks. It's from May 2016. But I want to just show you this has been in the works for quite a while. And this article is titled Tech Billionaires Got Rich Off Us. Now they want to feed us the crumbs. And this is by Ben. Tarnoff. And as I said, I've read probably, I'm guessing almost 40 articles on universal basic income. Once something is locked onto your radar, then you know what to dig for, what to look for, and you can start finding all sorts of articles. Like I said, I read one on Andy Stern, former head of SEIU, big labor organizer. This was an in-depth article. I think it took me 25 minutes to read it, and I was cross-referencing things, making sure they were true. And so I, I decided, as I said, I'm not going to cover it on the show because it's a little too much, a little too in-depth for you folks. But I want to read you this one. It says, in a future where robots take our jobs, the tech elite see universal basic income as a fair exchange. But don't forget, their wealth came from what we provided. All right, again, this is May uh, 2016, six years ago. It says, every month, nearly 20% of the country gets a Social Security check. What if that number were 100%? What if the government gave everyone an income? Now, let me just point this out to you. Uh, for those of you who don't know this, you should, but sometimes it's best to point out common sense. So let's say here back in 2016, one-fifth of the country was receiving a Social Security check. Now, forget about disability. Let's just say Social Security. When you retire, and I, and I don't even know, it's uh, my father went through it, I don't know, it's somewhere between 62 and 66. You can earn more depending on when you retire based on if you let it build up more. 
But anyway, the idea is this. The government takes money out of your check, whether you work for yourself or, I'm sorry, if you work for an employer or if you work for yourself, you pay in to this system. It's forced. It was put into place in 1936 under Franklin Delano Roosevelt as part of the New Deal when they tagged everyone with a social security number. And then they told everyone that they were going to take your money and then basically set it aside, invest it properly, keep it in a trust fund, which does not exist, by the way. There is no trust. Uh, and then they're going to pay that back to you when you hit retirement wage in the form of a monthly check, which is no longer a check. It's now a direct deposit, soon to be replaced by central bank digital currency. Oh, just mark my words on that. I already see the writing on the wall. All right. So anyway, one-fifth of the country gets this check because they supposedly paid into the system, although we pay out more than what was taken in anyway. But now what they're saying is, what if 100% got it? Well, where is the 100% uh, the additional 80% on top of the 20% going to get a Social Security check if they never actually paid into the system, right? How about you just stop taking the Social Security tax out of our check? Let's start there. How about you stop with the federal income tax? Let's just start there. Stop taking people's money, number one. That would be a great start. Close the Internal Revenue Service down. Let's start there. Let's start there, and then we'll have a discussion about what else you want to give us in exchange for our personal freedom, our liberty, and our human autonomy. How about we start there? Just stop taking our money. All right, let's continue. It says, that's the premise, talking about giving 100% of the people Social Security. That's the premise behind universal basic income, an idea with a long and surprisingly mainstream history. Its popularity last peaked in the 1970s, and now, after a relatively dormant few decades, it's making a comeback. Pilot projects have been announced in Finland, the Netherlands, and Canada. This summer, Swiss voters will vote in a referendum that could give every adult about $2,500 a month. So what I'm showing you is that um, this whole thing is making, uh, you know, it, it, what we're seeing today has been in the works for a long, long time. Just like technocracy, just like transhumanism, going back to eugenics, it's been in the works for a long time. It's not new. They're just rehashing it, and they're waiting for opportunities that they set up to introduce these things and get them to be adopted, like COVID land to high school theater production. Now, we talked about there how it made a... Uh, it had a uh, popularity peak in the 1970s. That's when the oil embargo and stuff was going on. And we're going to get into that with Farmer Carol. She is the farmer who we buy a lot of our organic vegetables from. I just had an in-depth conversation with her yesterday, getting her ready to come on the show. And she talked about how she got into this idea of community um supported agriculture in the 1970s that's when she learned all about it and then she launched her farm when she was 50 years old one of the most interesting women i met folks so we're going to have her on the show soon and then there is someone from the pain.tv slash gold community on twitter who i believe is a rancher who i reached out to and i think they're going to come on the show i've got their phone number i got to call them do a little bit of a screening call, and then we'll set that up as well. Those will be part of our solution shows. All right, let's continue. It says, these proposals aren't much different from those floated 40 years ago. 
What's new is the reasoning behind them. Basic income's current revival is driven by fear of technology, specifically the fear that robots and software will take our jobs, creating a massive social crisis that only UBI can solve, and nobody makes the argument more influentially than the tech industry elites who have become UBI's most prominent and most powerful supporters. Now, let me point this out, because this is what happens when You have journalists who don't understand the context, who don't know the history. When they're talking about here that this current iteration, talking about 2016, but really going all the way up into 2022 now, is based on this fear that robots and software are going to take our jobs, right? That was the same exact uh, foot in the door that they used coming out of technocracy incorporated going back to 1919 through uh 1935 when they were writing about this stuff and the energy certificate in particular which was essentially a universal basic income because everyone in the country would be provided with the same number of energy certificates your energy allotment and you really have to listen to those shows if you want to understand how that stuff works folks maybe what i'll do is this week i'll re-air some of those episodes so you can catch up if you haven't listened to them yet but you want to find the episodes on technocracy and on uh, energy certificates but the idea back then is the technocrats who were the scientists the engineers and the technologists were saying that all these job shortages this is a hundred years ago were coming and we're already here at that point because of the industrial era boom and the advent of machines that had taken a lot of the jobs it started to automate a lot of the blue collar jobs and therefore the only people that could responsibly run the country or what would they they would call the technate which was a territory from panama canal up to the north pole were the scientists and engineers who were responsible for the industrial era boom. And so now they would be in charge of the whole country and they'd run the entire country like one big machine uh, based on this currency of energy. So the same cell that they were using back 100 years ago is what they're using today. So just so you understand, the marketing did not change, folks. The marketing did not change. It's exactly the same. Except now, 100 years later, we have a lot more people, and we obviously have a lot more advanced technology. It goes on to say, quote, Silicon Valley's basic income bromance, end quote, the writer Lauren Smiley calls it, a group of venture capitalists, entrepreneurs, engineers, and futurists who together form an informal and extremely well-financed advocacy network for universal basic income. And that's why I started off with the Santa's naughty list there. So you see some of the people that they're referring to. Most famous are Sam Altman, president of Y Combinator, a startup incubator that recently announced it would undertake a major study on basic income. We just talked about Sam Altman, tied to NQTEL, the CIA's venture firm. We have Albert Wenger, a venture capitalist who writes a widely read blog, and Peter uh, Diamandis, best-selling author of books about the future and co-founder of Singularity University. Now, Singularity University, that ties back into Ray Kurzweil as well as Peter Thiel. Singularity is the point in which man 
is forced to merge with machine when artificial intelligence surpasses that of human intelligence and therefore humans are forced to merge with artificial intelligence in order to survive okay that's what ray kurzweil preaches peter thiel was funding singularity university and the singularity institute going back to 2006 all right so there you go you've got peter diamandis best-selling author of books about the future and co-founder of singularity university so you have the technocrats backing this as well as the transhumanists because the singularity university and singularity institute is really really a great example of what i call technocratic transhumanism those are the technocrats and the transhumanists the merger of man and machine is this technology merging with man all underneath this transhumanist idea which is a transitional human that's these guys that want to transition from human into what they call post-human all right so these are the kind of folks that are behind universal basic income So anyone who's getting on board with this idea is behind the ideas coming out of the initial technocracy incorporated 100 years ago and on board with the technocratic transhumanists that are pushing it today. So any of your friends and family that say they want this, just tell them you are selling out your long-term liberty, your freedom, your human autonomy for short-term perceived gain. You are literally selling your soul uh, to the technocratic transhumanists. You can call them Satan. You can call them the devil. You can call them Beelzebub. You could call them anything you want, folks. At the end of the day, you're selling your soul to them because you will be tracked. You will be monitored and you will be told what you can buy, what you can't buy, where you can drive, where you can't. Once you get into this system, UBI is the bait. It is the carrot that they're handing you to get into the central bank digital currency system. Believe me, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on Ping.TV. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Ping.TV slash gold. My name is Dustin Gold, and you are listening to the Dustin Gold Standard. All right, folks. Now, another thing, let me just throw this in here. So we already know, because we've reviewed it over the last couple of days, that the Biden administration, okay, the Biden administration put a test pilot into place for universal basic income under the child tax credit, all right? And these technocrats were cheering it on, were cheering it on. And on the other side, the guy who you think you want back, Donald Trump, he put a test pilot into place for universal basic income under COVID land, the high school theater production, which was the stimulus check or the stimulus checks, I should say. And the technocratic transhumanists cheered that on. So both Trump and Biden 
uh, push forward with universal basic income. Now, you could tell me Donald Trump was tricked and he was fooled. He had no choice. Fauci and Redfield and Burks tied him up with Burks's scarf and they tortured him. And they made him go out there and push the jab. And they made him go out there and push the stimulus checks. They made him go out there and push the lockdowns. Whatever it may be. Okay, so he was tricked. He was beaten. He was tortured. Whatever. He did it. All right? He did it. So Trump is on board with this UBI. Biden is on board with the UBI. At least their administrations. And then you have all these other folks that we're talking about on board with UBI. But the basis of this grows out of Technocracy Incorporated 100 years ago. Let's continue with the Guardian.com article. It says, UBI tech elites don't agree on exactly how to implement a basic income. What they do agree on uh, emphatically is why we need a basic income in the first place. In the very near future, they believe breakthroughs in robotics and artificial intelligence will automate many professions out of existence. The gap between rich and poor will grow sharply as millions of people won't be able to find work. A universal basic income will offer those people a way to meet their basic needs in an economy that has rendered them permanently redundant. Now, I found some other articles talking about this, folks, and it's quite interesting because in here they're actually pretty blunt. And for those of you out there who think you're secure because you have a worthwhile college degree and are in a profession that would be insulated They're talking about replacing uh, tax accountants, uh, lawyers, doctors, all types of things with artificial intelligence and robotics. So you are on the chopping block as well. It goes on to say the vision of the future makes a few assumptions. You know what? Let let me just share this personal story with you because this is interesting. When I lived in Hendersonville, Tennessee, suburb outside of uh, Nashville, in my former marriage, my neighbor was a dentist. He owned a small dentist office that he took over, purchased from, inherited from his father. And so he was the sole dentist, and then he had a secretary and a couple of assistants. He had a wife who did not work. She ran the home, and he had four boys, four young boys, I think 10 and under at the time. And so this guy was living it up, folks. He was living it up. He had a boat. He had a couple of big Suburbans, uh, payments on those, and everything else. And so when COVID Land, the high school theater production kicked off, All right. And our photography studio that I owned with my ex-wife, literally all the bookings for a year just canceled. People were freaked out. I said, holy crap, what are we going to do? I was producing a conservative uh, show at the time. Uh, We were in early stages of that about a year in. It was generating revenue, but not enough to completely float all of our monthly expenses. And so I didn't want to put our... our, you know, house in, into debt. I didn't want to take on debt. So I said, holy crap, what am I going to do? And my background is in, you know, marketing and web development and everything. And I knew nobody wanted that. And then I also had produced corporate em- entertainment for many years and that all came to a halt. So I said, oh crap, what am I going to do? And I've told the story here. I ended up going and doing uh, Instacart gig work because that was booming at the time and I was able to bring in some decent money. So about a month into COVID land, the high school theater production, I run into my neighbor 
And he says to me, uh, dude, what are you doing for money? I said, well, why? What happened? He said, I had to close my dentist office. You know, the American Dental Association told us we had to shut down. I don't want to lose my insurance. Uh, the state of Tennessee had told them to shut down. And so this guy looked really worried. Now, you never know. Somebody like that could be making $150,000, $250,000 a year, which could go a long way down there in Hendersonville, Tennessee. But all of a sudden, you don't have money coming in. And if you've got a $2,500 mortgage, you've got you know uh, two uh, $800 notes on your Suburban. So all of a sudden, there's $4,100. I don't know. You could have a boat payment for the boat, another $1,000. So all of a sudden, $5,000 a month in bills. And God only knows what the credit card bills are. Then on top of it, he's got four boys. They were doing sports and theater and art, all these extracurricular activities. And then he had to feed them because they were all home and not in school. So you could have $10,000 a month in overhead just to run your household. And if all of a sudden your dentist's office is closed you get a couple months into that you could end up upside down if you weren't prepared for a situation like this so he starts asking me how much i'm making going out and doing instacart this guy was getting ready to go out next thing i know i saw him sell his boat he started listing stuff on facebook marketplace so there you go folks it goes to show you even someone like a dentist, when they put these policies into place, they can squeeze you out of work. And the next thing you know, you're holding out your hand for universal basic income. He was super happy when the stimulus check started rolling out with the four boys. So think about it, folks. When we listen to this stuff today, because a lot of people have gotten back into the mindset that we're back to so-called normal, they forget what happened two years ago and how easily the government did that. So just think about it. Just think about it. That's why it's best to understand what's going on so that you can actually start to prepare for when they do the next lockdown, when they do the next scamdemic, when they do the next cyber attack or the electric grid going out, whatever it may be, you are prepared for that situation. It goes on to say this vision of the future makes a few assumptions. One is that unemployment and economic misery are technological phenomena. Tech's universal basic income advocates often make this point explicitly, pointing to the past three decades of stagnating medium wages, uh, median wages and a widening wealth gap as proof that technology creates inequality and that accelerating technology is likely to create even more. It's an interpretation with broad credibility often repeated in the pages of The Economist and in the conference halls of Davos. It's the World Economic Forum, ladies and gentlemen. So you have the technologists that are the ones developing the technology, just like you had the scientists, the engineers, and the technologists going back 100 years ago taking responsibility for creating the industrial era boom, right? And then telling you the solution was to allow them to run the whole system and turn everyone into equal beings by giving everyone these energy certificates. And then at the same time, you had a parallel movement of the eugenicists. Those were the progressive era. Uh, that's again, late 1800s through the 1920s and 30s, the progressive era economists saying they wanted to force sterilize people. 
uh, chemically castrate them, basically, and then lock them into cages to stop them from producing. So they create the problem, which is technology. Yeah, it was the industrial era. Now, you can say technology has brought uh, billions of people out of poverty. I See, I don't buy that argument. One day I'm going to lay that all out here on the show. Um, the idea is that they defined what poverty is, folks. So if you were living on a homestead, producing your own food, they would consider you to be poor because you weren't making thirty, forty, fifty, a hundred thousand dollars of their monopoly money, their banker currency. So you're poor. When in fact you were actually much wealthier than you could ever be with their monopoly money because you owned a piece of land and you produced your own food. You didn't need to interact with them. You didn't need to be part of the central banking system. All right? So that's what they're talking about here. They're driving you into this system uh, by creating more technology and today more artificial intelligence and robotics that's driving you out of the workforce, just like the technologists, just like the eugenicists of the old of 100 years ago, put laws into place like minimum wage as they admitted to for the purpose of driving folks out of the workforce to deem them to be unemployable, to then call them unfit, then call them feeble-minded, and then chemically castrate them. So what's happening today is the same technologists are creating more technology, more artificial intelligence to drive you further out of the workforce, and then they're going to deem you to be unemployable all right, as Yuval Noah Harari, king philosopher of the World Economic Forum, calls you, you know, a useless human, a hackable animal, they are doing this to you to drive you out of the workforce, then say you're unemployable because you were replaced by AI and robotics that they created, and their solution is they're going to give you universal basic income that will be delivered via a programmable, controllable, expiring central bank digital currency that will be tracked at all times. See, once they deem you to be unemployable and they give you money, you are now a ward of the state in in much different terms than we have ever thought about before because they are rendering you to be useless. Remember Yuval Noah Harari? He was asked what's going to happen, with, what are we going to do with all these people that don't work, can't work, can't keep up with the constant changing of technology? And he said, we'll give them video games and drugs and kind of laughed about it. Well, look at the other side. We have the VR headsets, the AR headsets connected up to the metaverse. We're giving out psychedelic drugs now. All part of it, folks, it all ties together. So you can see here that the folks that are creating the problem with more technology, more artificial intelligence are now offering the solution, which is to turn you into a ward of the state, holding out your hand to them. Of course, in this case, at this time in history, they won't be putting cash into your hand. They'll be transferring CBDC programmable tokens into the rice-sized microchip that they embed between your index finger and your thumb, right in that little fleshy section, folks. And I'll show you in a minute. We'll Google this all over the place. That's not a conspiracy theory. It's actually being done. People are getting that done right now getting this microchip put inside their hand. Wow, the tables have turned. For we conspiracy theorists, ladies and gentlemen, we have become the true futurist. 
the true truth tellers of the modern age because everything that people like myself and Mike Moore, Maria Albanese, and others have been talking about for many years is all right out there in the open and it's all completely normal. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be right back. This is Dustin Gold with the Dustin Gold Standard right here on pain.tv slash gold. You're listening to the Dustin Gold Standard on pain.tv. Join the discussion at pain.tv slash gold. 